0: Father, we thank you and bless you for this time. We pray now that as your word goes forth, it will go forth in power and might. Have your way. Speak clearly through your servant and allow your people to hear clearly so that they can hear what the Spirit of God is saying. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I want to show you some pictures today to see if any of them capture some of your anger moments in life. See if you can identify with any of these pictures. Ever had any road rage? Maybe you didn't roll down the window and holler, but you were hollering in the car, right? With the windows up. Yeah. That, that's the ultimate mean mug right there. That's that, that's a look that'll kill. That, that's my picture right there. Uh, my mother used to tell people all the time, said, that boy's all right until he starts crying. So if he ever just stand there and you just see tears rolling down his face, it's time to move because he's mad then. Yeah, sometimes it just... Just comes out, right? Just, just comes out. Yeah, she's still there. She's still mad. I think all of us can think back to at least one time in our lives when we were moved to anger, whether it was a hurt, a fear, or a frustration, or some other cause that resulted in the manifestation of that secondary emotion in our life, whether it was a feeling on the inside or bad behavior on the outside. Uh, We can all identify with having been angry at least one time in our life. But today's message is a little different. Uh, While last week we talked about the cures for the common causes of anger... Today, I want to talk to you really around this idea of how to control your anger. And so today, part four of this series, how to deal with your own anger, is going to focus on how to control your anger. You see, if all of us are going to get angry at one time or another, there are two things that I want to challenge you on. One is how to prevent getting angry. What's a prevention strategy to keep you from getting angry? And if you do get angry, how do you control it before it goes over the top? Uh, One of the things that we will do a lot of over this next week is a lot of cooking. And one of the things you want to make sure of is that when you put a pot on the stove, the fire is not too high so that the pot begins to boil over and if you end up with a pot boiling over you have a choice you either remove the pot off of the stove or off of the fire or you turn the fire down for somebody when your anger starts boiling over you got to figure out how to get off the stove or turn the fire down or watch the pot even better if you have your outlines would you say amen? amen if you need an outline raise your hand And for those of you who are streaming, if you go to the I Am Hope app, you can download the app with the fill in the blank message and you can follow along. Now, it's going to be necessary for you to take some notes today. We're only going to get through point one. And as you take notes, you'll discover why, because God woke me up this morning and said, you know what? Somebody needs some very specific things around this message and some very specific scriptures to help you navigate the anger that is in your life or the anger that is coming your way. Here's the first thing. Number one, you must control your anger as soon as possible. You must control your anger as soon as possible. Now, on your outline, I think I left a portion there for you to fill in. It is important for you to realize your anger will not necessarily be seen by how you look and act on the outside, but how you feel and live on the inside. Many times we live in denial of our own struggle with anger because, number one, it's not popular to admit that you get angry, and number two, we so narrowly define the expression of anger that if it is not expressed in an extensive kind of way, an outlandish kind of way, then we don't think that we're angry. So if somebody said to you, for example, man, you you really got to calm down. You're angry. I'm not angry. No, I think you are. No, if I was angry, I'd be breaking things up. I'm not angry. Or if you were angry, I'd be cussing and acting a fool if I was really angry. And we go to extremes to define anger when anger is not just defined by how we act and how we look on the outside, but how we live and how we feel on the inside. And I submit to you, there are a whole lot more of us who are angry than want to admit it. You must control your anger as soon as possible. Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, you will be accepted if you do what is right, But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Anger is at the door. It wants to control you. Remember, the manifestation of unresolved anger is sin. You can be angry and not sin. The problem is too many of us hold on to anger too long and anger opens up the door to sin. And so here's what God says. God says you and I must subdue it. The word subdue there means to rule over, to reign over, to have dominion over, to control. We must subdue sin. Sin is trying to come in. Anger is opening the door. The question is, will we control it? People love to make statements like this. I couldn't help myself. You push my button. You set me off. And whenever a person is saying that, here's basically what they're saying. It's your fault I got angry. Because if you didn't push the button... If you didn't drive me to that place, I never would have reacted that way. Listen to me carefully. Anger is a choice. Write that down somewhere. Anger is a choice. When you get angry, you choose to get angry. Nobody can make you angry without your permission and your participation. How is it that the same activity can make one person angry and the other person laugh it off? It's because anger is not rooted in the issue. Anger is rooted in the response and the person who responds. When you get angry, you have given somebody permission and control of your life. When you get angry, you have said, I am going to participate in the foolishness that's going on around me. You have a choice. Uh, There was a man that was born in 1962. Uh, He was so known for his anger that he moved from print to television to movies. Always, always playing the angry person. See if you recognize him.
1: Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his body chemistry. And now when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. An investigative reporter. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry.
0: Can you imagine somebody with that voice saying, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Don't make me angry. But let's be honest. Some of us have the Hulk syndrome, right? We we pre-warn folks. Don't make me go there. You, you, you ain't going to like me if I go there. There's a side of me I don't even like. No, no. If you really want to get spiritual, you'll say something like this. Don't make me go back to my BC days. My before Christ days, right? Don't, don't make me go there. See, you're about to see a side of me that I've been trying to. Why are you going to make me go there? When the truth of the matter is, If you go there, it's by your choice. Look at Proverbs 29, verse 11. A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. I want you to underline that phrase, keeps himself. Because basically what the writer of Proverbs is saying is, it's a choice. You choose whether you keep yourself under control or not. Now, if that's the case, how do you keep yourself under control and how do you control your anger? Three things I want you to see. You're gonna have to write these down somewhere under one. A, prepare for anger before you get angry. Prepare for anger before you get angry. Psalm 37, verse 8 says, Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. When I say control your anger, control means you make a choice in advance of the time you are going to get angry. You have to decide to manage your anger when your blood pressure is low and before your emotions get high. If you don't prepare... To manage your anger before you get angry, by the time you get angry, it's too late. Have you ever seen somebody get really angry? And somebody say, man, calm down, calm down. They don't want to hear nothing about calming down. They don't want to hear from anybody else, and they don't have the ability to exercise discipline upon themselves. You literally have to prepare for anger before it knocks on your door. Let me give you an example. Some of y'all got some folk coming in town this week, or maybe you're going to visit some people. And you already know they have the unusual and unique gift to get on your last nerve. And you already know if you stay around too long, it's going to be a problem. So here's what I'm telling you to do. Prepare yourself before you get angry. If you know they're going to act a fool, because they always act a fool, Especially when they get on that second bottle. You know they're going to act a fool. You know they're going to act a fool. Then what do you need to do? Prepare for the foolishness before they get there. Right? Stop acting like you're surprised when they act like a fool. Like it's the same thing every year, every holiday. So be prepared for it. Because here's what happens. When you get angry and the family fellowship breaks up, who do they blame? They blame you. They don't blame the person who acts a fool every year because everybody knows they act a fool every year. When you go off, then they say, oh, man, see, you messed up the whole family event. We can't have a family event. What about them? And like, we know we expect their foolishness. We don't expect it from you. Has anyone ever thrown something to you, and it was heavier than you expected, or maybe went to hand you something, it was heavier than you expected, right, and they hand it to you, and what do you do? You go, oh, man, that's heavy. Or maybe they tossed it to you, and you didn't know it was that heavy, and it hits the ground, right? But when you know it's heavy before you grab it, or you know it's heavy before you go to catch it, what do you do? You brace yourself. And I'm saying you got to brace yourself for anger. When anger comes, when somebody tosses anger at you out of their own hurt, out of their own fears, and out of their own frustration, you got to be prepared and braced to catch it. Here's the B on the number one. You're going to control your anger. Think about something before you react. Think about something before you react. Psalm 4, beginning at verse 4. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Yes, you need to underline that. Yes, think about it overnight and remain silent. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust God. Yes, that, that phrase interlude. Lot literally means to pause. Yes. Like, like the statement is so heavy. Yes, you better stop and think about this. He says, think about it overnight and remain silent. Why? Because the writer knows that when something comes our way to make us angry, our tendency is to react instead of think. So we go off. You know why? Because we're all up in our flesh. And our flesh demands vindication. Our flesh demands justice. Our flesh says, "I ain't taking that. Who they think I am? Acting like I'm a child. I'm not a child. But you're about to respond like a child. But you want everybody to know you're not a child. I'm grown. I'm 21 and then some. Talking to me like I'm not. He ain't gonna talk to me like that. And watch this. You work yourself up into an angry fit." acting like I don't know who I am, who they think they are. And and then you know what? Now that I think about it, and then you go to the next level. The psalmist says, think about it overnight and remain silent. Shut your mouth and think. Now, let me show you what happens when you don't rest on it and shut your mouth. You go off. How many, of you, how many of you have ever gone off about something, reacted to something, and you felt like you was well within your rights, and then after you thought about it, the Holy Ghost convicted you, No, know you clown. No, you acted a fool, and then you had to come back and apologize. Am I the only one that's ever done that in my life? And don't let somebody call you and say, man, you all right? I'm fine. Why are you ask me that? Because you ain't never responded like that before. You, man, what's wrong? It's out of character for you. And then here come the Holy Ghost. Conviction. bringing back to your remembrance. And you're like, man, I didn't, man, I didn't even need to go off like that. It, it didn't, man, now you got to go back and apologize because you didn't think about it overnight and you didn't keep your mouth shut. And here's what I've learned. When you think about it overnight and allow yourself to calm down and wait to start talking, you'll talk in a way that won't require an apology after the fact. You might get something solved if you know and learn how to keep silent and wait until you talk. Proverbs 16, 32. Let's read it together. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. The writer says, if you can conquer a city, you are not better and you are not stronger than the person who learns how to conquer their own spirit. Your ability to shut somebody else up is not as great as your ability to shut yourself up when you don't need to be talking. Ecclesiastes 7.9. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. Here's the third and final thing I want you to see. See, choose the path of escape. When you are presented with the opportunity to get angry, choose the path of escape. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It's not on your outline. Write that down somewhere. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Now, when we think about this verse, we normally talk about it in the context of assorted sexual sin or maybe overindulging in some libations or pharmaceutical products that don't come from the pharmacy. I've often told you, when you are facing a temptation, understand that God always gives you a way out. Yeah. On the way to the sin, the Holy Ghost will say, turn around. You don't need to go over there. Ain't nothing good going to happen when you get over there. And, but now, Holy Spirit, we're just going to pray. Holy Ghost says, pray via FaceTime. Pray via FaceTime. We're just going to study. Go to the library and study. You don't need to go to each other's houses. Go to the library and study, right? Holy Ghost will give you a way out. And the Lord showed me this morning, the Lord showed me that somebody in here needs to understand that God gives you an escape for your anger. Take it. It doesn't make you weak. Right? It doesn't make you less than a man or less than a woman or less than a person. It makes you wise. Take the path of escape. You see it escalating? Hey, let me run to the store. I think I forgot something. We got everything we need. No, I got to go get one more thing. (laughs) I need to go get one more thing. (laughs) Right? Everybody in this room, I need a time out for myself. I need to go over here in this room. Because you have to be wise enough to choose the path of escape. See, remember what I said. Nobody gets angry, including you, without your willful permission and participation. You choose to go down that road. Folk don't take you down that road. You choose to go down that road. And God says when the road is there, you have to choose not to go down that road. If they're trying to drive you crazy, you got to choose not to get in the vehicle. Now, I know what most of you are thinking. Most of you are thinking that's easier said than done. I can't, I can't control my anger. And I say to you, yes, you can because you've done it before. Let me give you an example. Man, get on my nerve every time. How many times do I got to tell you? How many times? I don't understand. Every time I turn around, I got to tell you the same thing over and over and over and over again. You about to drive me crazy. Hello? Yes. Yes, this is, this is she. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. No, no, no problem. Thank you for calling Let letting me know. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, like I was saying, yeah. Come on, you turn that thing on a dime. Oh, man, somebody call you, say what? Oh, no, I sound like I'm upset. No, there ain't nothing but these kids acting a fool. Mm-hmm. Let me call you back in five minutes. I'll be through in five minutes. Uh-huh, love you too. All right, yeah, pray for them. Bye-bye. You can control it. You can put a time limit on it. You choose it. So here's my point to you. Make up in your mind to take control of your anger instead of allowing people to control your anger and to control you. One of the greatest greatest causes for the loss of Christian witness is uncontrolled anger. Because as soon as you go off, man, in the workplace or with family, because you know, you can choose your friends, you can't choose family. And y'all know, y'all got some unchurched and unsaved family that the devil resides in. You already know <laughs> devil going to use them. And and then when you clown and act a fool, you know what they're going to say? I thought she was a Christian. (laughs) What kind of preaching Kofi is doing over there at that church? Uh, Is he teaching y'all that kind of language over there? Child of God. Hey, you know, it's bad when the devil's right. You know what I mean? But that's what the enemy will do. So today, I want to encourage you to take steps to control your anger. Control it. Whether you need to do what? Choose the path of escape. I'm working my way backwards. Think about something before you react to it and calm down. Or prepare for anger before it knocks on your door. Because if I'm not surprised by it, then I don't have to react to it. And instead of reacting in my flesh, I can respond out of my mind. And in my mind, when I think about it, I can more constructively address the issues that have come my way. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. I pray now. That's someone today who is struggling with their own personal Hulk syndrome. Um, someone who's, who thinks when they announce that their anger is about to erupt, they're actually doing people a favor. When in actuality, all they're doing is revealing their inability to control themselves. And so, God, I pray where somebody needs help, I pray that they would seek the power of the Holy Spirit. To help them get there. Where this prayer falls short, God, make up the difference that we can walk in the victory you have for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everyone who can everyone who will, please stand on your feet. If you're here today... told you earlier conviction does not mean a change in conduct it's a start but it's not the finish feeling good doesn't make you live good it can almost be a a drug a false opiate to make you feel better in a moment but not help you throughout time and in eternity I want to encourage somebody today to say yes to make a change in your life and it starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not about religion, rituals, routines. It's not about just hearing precepts and principles. It's not even only about putting things into practice. It first starts with a relationship. To say to God, God, I want you to be real in my life. I want to give my life to you. And the men and women who are standing up front and there are others around. Would love to show you privately how to ask the Lord into your life. Uh, why don't you come today? We won't look at you funny. I promise you, we'll rejoice when you come. And we'll help you move from this place in your life to where God wants you to be. Upstairs or down to my left or to my right, make that step. If you're watching via streaming, you can go to the I Am Hope app and download the app or go online to goodhope.org. And you can find information there on how to become a Christian. Maybe you want to unite with our church. You can do that as well. And we'll help you if you need Christ in your life to find him and walk with him in this embryonic stage of your spiritual walk. Wherever you are, come on and make that step. And say yes to the Lord.
1: Jesus is waiting. Jesus is waiting on you. Give him your life. Give him your life.
0: Father, we thank you and bless you for today, and we pray now that as we move forward that our worship will be acceptable in your sight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good hope it's time for the offering. Amen. Let's prepare to worship the Lord in giving. Um, this is a great season of the year because we are reminded of the importance of giving. But I want to thank you for being a church that not only gives in this holiday season, but we give all year round. So when I think about the work that we engage in, um, the boxes of love, these are seasonal things that we do and our volunteers who serve there. But the fact that we serve hundreds of people every month, thousands of people every year, uh, because we recognize that people need assistance and are hungry not just one or two times a year but throughout the year and I've got to tell you this this little story. I, I got a message the other day uh, from a veteran and I never served in the armed services um, but I have a great respect for them. My father was in the Air Force and I almost went in and a couple of pounds kept me from getting in and no, literally two pounds. I was two pounds overweight, literally two pounds. And something happened in the midst of me trying to lose them two pounds, and God dealt with me, and my father called me. It was really, really um, just a crazy spiritual moment, and I ended up not going. But I got a, I got a message from a family who, who said thank you. Um, this is a, a veteran and his, his wife and family who is 100% disabled, but fighting with the VA to get his status up to 100%. He's only been approved for 30% disability. And that's a whole nother issue. But this family makes, I think, $40, some minuscule amount of money above being able to qualify for food stamps. And to me, that, that's, that's a tragedy. That's a sin in this country. Um, when, when we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on one bomb and we have veterans who have laid their lives on the line so that we can live the lives that we live and we don't take care of them. And his wife sent me a message and she said, thank you for the food bank. She said, because without it, we would be on the verge of starving. And when somebody says that to you about a ministry and something that you may just take for granted, it really puts it in perspective. Um, when, when I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that what we do is literally saving people's lives, not just spiritually, but physically and giving them hope. That's why I do the radio show, because people tell me all the time the information they get is life changing things that they didn't know to hear somebody talking about those issues and there are other things that I'm praying about doing that I'm, I'm convinced that God is leading me to do because I believe it's the right thing to do and it's it's a it's an ability to make a difference it happens because of you so I want you to know when you give I mean your giving is, is changing lives you're giving is saving lives and there's no better use. I, th- I think about the money that I've blown in my life and wasted. And, um, and, and how God can take and give kingdom significance to what I give to him. And, and that's the stuff that I hope God judges me on. Not the foolishness I've done with some money. But the good things that I've been able to do. Through this ministry. So let's worship the Lord in giving. There are multiplicity of ways you can give. You can give online, you can text to give, you can write a check or cash. However, the Lord leads you to give, make sure how much you say you love God is reflected in what you give to God. All right?
2: Tap your hands, rejoice and sing. Oh, you are the Lord of everything. You are Lord. senior pastor and that word today. Oh, that sounded like a response like you still covering your blood up. You've been cut so bad. But that's the kind of word we need today. Thank God our pastor answered the call and preached. Amen. Amen. All right, master control, we're in your hands.
1: Join the Senior Adult Ministry and Heavenly Match Travel on a dazzling tour of Christmas lights on December 14th from 6 to 9 p.m. Bring your family and friends a light snack and your Christmas cheer as we embark at Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church and end the tour in the historic River Oaks neighborhood. Contact Sister Myra Allen to purchase your ticket today. Before you sit down with family and friends to celebrate Thanksgiving, Join Pastor D.C. Cofield as he delivers his Good Hope Thanksgiving Day message on Thursday, November 28th at 10 a.m. via live stream or Facebook Live. Happy Thanksgiving, Good Hope family, and remember, in all things, give thanks. Don't forget, for additional events and announcements, download our new interactive I Am Hope mobile app. CDs of all sermons are located in the Center for Hope bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly Announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week, and remember, good hope, loving God, loving all people, and changing the world.
2: Amen. Govern yourselves accordingly to the announcements. Let me add a couple more things there. The leadership registration app is up. We had a glitch, but it is fixed, so we are expecting for you to go to that app and let us know that you're going to be here on the 7th, uh, December the 7th, uh, the first Saturday of the month. All right, next Sunday is family worship, which means that there will be no children's church. So you can bring the babies in here and I can worship together as a family. Also, uh, midweek Bible study at uh, 12 and 7 um, has ended for the year, so we will come back again in January. So we're going to give you some time off here from now until the 1st of January. All right. Continue to pray for our sick and shut-in members and all of our grieving families. Keep them in your prayers, especially at this time of the year when it just seems like it's the burden of grief is heavier. So just keep them in prayer. Amen. All right. It's time to recognize our guest. So today, if you're visiting with us for the first time, would you please stand? We're not going to ask you to say anything. We do want to recognize you. If it's your first visit, amen. Remain standing, amen. If it's your second visit, please stand. Your third visit, amen, amen. Well, we're so glad that you came to worship with us today. I know that you could have gone anywhere in the city, but you decided to come fellowship with the Good Hope Church, and we thank you. We hope you have been blessed by the word, by the singing, and by the fellowship. And because you're here, we have a special reception we've set up just for you. Just for you. So I'm going to ask that you gather your things, and uh, whoever's with you, they can go with you and join these young ladies who are part of our guest relations ministry. They're going to take you to the area for the reception. We have a special gift for you, as well as we're going to tell you a little more about the Good Hope Church. God bless you. You're welcome to come back anytime and all the time. Amen? All right. Hey, show some love, church. Amen families came to support our children that were baptized earlier. I mentioned to a pastor that something happened today in baptism, that uh, one of our babies that was dedicated as a baby came to the Lord and was baptized today. (laughs) Uh, And one of the things that we pray about is that that baby, when they're being dedicated, would come to a saving faith. It's always wonderful to see the Lord at work. And we thank God for that. All right. If everybody is good, let's stand for the benediction. God, we thank you today for uh, this word that convicts us on how to handle anger. Thank you that your word is convicting. Thank you that your word is there for us to help us when it seems like ain't nothing left to do but to be angry. So thank you, Lord, that we can go to your word and find relief and find understanding. Lord, I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice that you bless them this week when they rise up early and settle late. Bless them, Lord, as they go out and as they come in. Bless them in their labor and in their leisure until we meet again in the house of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. All right, hug somebody on your way out.